You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Hey, I gotta let you know of the brand new issue of Law of Attraction magazine that just came out and it's featuring Dr. Emoto and all of the water crystals. And it's so incredible. It's so beautiful to see the raw water that wasn't prayed over that was so incredibly ugly and shifted into this miraculous gorgeous crystal just by the power of your thoughts this is the true law of attraction so it's a great issue we've got some tremendous stories in there you're gonna love it so i urge you to go to lawofattractionmagazine.com and see this incredible and see this incredible issue. You're going to love it. Have you ever wanted to write a script? Have you ever wanted to write a book? Well, what's holding you back? Tonight, you are going to learn how to do this, how to put everything in motion, because I've got a great guest, Joy Cheryl Brown, who wrote a phenomenal book, and we're going to get into this book, but you are going to really know how to move forward with your dreams. Yeah, you can write a script. You can write a book. You can do anything you want to do. So we're just going to bring you up to speed on how to do it. You're going to love tonight's show. So stay with us. We'll be right back after these words. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's facebook.com forward slash law of attraction radio network okay i'm back well all righty then you may have noticed that this is a really strange time in history especially for those listening in the u.s and i'm sure everyone will agree that it's like we are going through a major revolution and where it lands we have no idea For those who are in other countries right now who are still feeling the effects of the COVID virus, I think you will agree that never has the planet experienced such rapid change, all in the name of science. Nerves are frayed. There are irritations because this is a change that we are just not used to. And we all have the feeling of uncertainness about the future. I think we can all agree with that, regardless of where we are in the world. So how are we supposed to feel? 
Should we even bother to change the world by creating something different? (laughs) Well, absolutely, of course. But here's the kicker. Every individual on this planet sees and feels everything different from another. That's why it's so hard to come up with the definition of God. Every person has their own version of God. So that means that we each need to accept our reality for ourselves and let others have their own reality too. Even if that person chooses to be a victim, who are we to say that they should not do that? When in fact, that this may have been the reason why they, why they were born at this particular time in history. Every piece of anger, sadness, frustration, and especially fear is what we came to experience because that is allowing us to grow into our magnificence. Again, each person is their own powerful creator. And of course, we are creating the circumstances, sometimes harsh, that we need to move forward. We have to have the ups and downs so that we can learn from it or else we just will go stagnant. For me, I love to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. (laughs) It's so much fun because, well, I'm at the age where I think I know everything. (laughs) But everyone came here to experience their own version of good, the bad, and the ugly. I can't create for another, and they certainly cannot create for me because we have our own individual lessons to learn, and our mind knows what we are accepting and not accepting. Everything is different for another person. Could be similar, but totally different, or else we would have the same mind. Each one listening right now needs to embrace that we are so powerful that we can change the molecular existence of a drop of water or even a body of water or the ocean or the blood within your own body. Now, if you realize this, then you must now realize that you are an incredible, powerful creator that can flip the switch within your mind to activate the manifestation of what you want to occur in your life. Some of you may want a job with better pay. Some may wish to have a sense of security back into their lives, feeling safe in your home with your children all around you. Some of you may want to start off on a brand new path and feel that you can now do it. So let me just say something. You can do it right now that you can absolutely do what you have been thinking about, especially during the last month. Let there be no doubt in your mind. You can do what you have been wanting to do because you are the creator of your life. And whatever popped into your mind during the last month while you were stuck at home, can now come into reality. You just need to take that one step forward at a time, and then all of a sudden, 
a new picture starts to merge and then you take another step and then it all starts to come together. That's how it works. Yes, there is always going to be sadness, frustration, anger, falling in love, falling out of love. That's just life. But the most important thing for you to realize is don't get stuck into anything for too long. You have the ability to experience all the emotions. Just go forward and keep on focusing on your dreams. Your dreams are actually the miracles in your life. You came here to experience your dreams. And if you, if you get sidetracked, you won't make it. So now is the time to write everything down and bring it into your reality. The biggest thing I want to make sure you realize that there is an underlying reason for everything that just happened. And it was to push you to another level to create the life that you came here to live. Now, some of you, because of the eclipses that we have had recently, have experienced some great personal loss. For those of you who have lost a family member and there is such pain in your heart, please know that this pain shall pass. Losing someone is always in agreement between the two of you that needs to be experienced. You may not understand the reason yet, especially when it's so painful, but there will come a day when you wake up feeling calm and knowing that once again, you can smile, laugh, and even allow yourself to love again. These times have not been easy, so I just want to remind you that you came here to experience everything that is happening right now. And you have the ability, as proven scientifically, to change it all and create something better. So just start by writing out a list of things that will fill your heart with joy. Things that you want to see happen in your life. Allow yourself to feel the emotions of sadness so that you can shift it forward to experiencing an outstanding life. Don't get stuck in any emotion. Just keep on going and experiencing them all. And you, I don't care what nationality you are, or what color you are, or what spiritual preference you have, you came here to experience life. You came here to experience the good, the bad, the ugly. But you also came here to experience the incredible power that you were born with. The bottom line, please know that everything is how it should be right now. So start by writing down your wish list and start dreaming and partner up with the universe so that the fun can begin. You're on a whole new path right now. You all are. So enjoy it. Become that partner with the universe. And with that, let's bring on Joy Cheryl Brown, the author of The Secret of Life Through Screenwriting. 
You're going to love this. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio, Joy Cheryl Brown. Thank you so much for being with me. Because you know what? I think everybody has this desire to put their name in print for all of eternity. I think that's a major goal for many of the listeners. And you wrote the book on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always, um, you know, I, I would walk around the bookstore and I look at all the pretty books and all the beautiful book covers and I'd be like, oh, I really want to write a book. And I, I didn't think it would ever be something that I would be able to do because um, I started writing screenplays when I was 10 years old. Wow. And, um, you know, I could get through a script and write a whole screenplay. But the few times that I tried to write a book, I couldn't get past you know, like 10 pages. So it kind of became something that was like, you know, well, it's okay. I write screenplays. I guess I'll never write a book. So um, it was something I didn't even think I could do. But you did it. You did it. I did it. But, and it's a great book. So you taught yourself to go beyond the blocks so that you could create that. So you could write screenplays. What was... How did you get beyond that block to finally write your book? Um, Well, I I had gotten to the point where I had started taking classes about um, entrepreneurship and online marketing. Um, And I I really felt like, um, you know, when you have a talent or you have a gift, you are supposed to share it. I don't believe that you're supposed to, like, keep it to yourself and, you know, only take advantage of it for your own personal use. And so I had gotten to the point where I knew a whole lot about screenwriting. And I felt like I had some unique perspectives on the process. And I was, you know, communicating with my mentor and I was complaining about another screenwriting book. And she was like, why don't you write your own book? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I guess I could. Um, So I started kind of like trying to figure out what it was that I had to say about the process um, because I felt like, you know, I'd studied this for so long and I have a very, you know, personalized way of writing a screenplay for myself. And I can share this with younger writers or not even younger writers, but new writers um, so that they can make the process a little easier for themselves and they don't have to go through as much of the trial and error that I had to go through. Oh, good. Oh, good. So uh, truly this is a desire that everybody has. And it's so good for them to hear what got you through it so that you can continue on with and and fulfill your goal. And so you basically went and started really educating yourself. And with that education, it's kind of like you felt more comfortable in sharing with the world what it Um, is that they Yeah. And it's also um, like, I think one of the things that I didn't realize when I was a little kid and I'd watch a movie and I'd be like, oh my God, like that script was so good or that movie was so good. And it would kind of make you a little disheartened. Like, oh my goodness, like how can I ever write a script as good as that? But then you have to kind of realize that people don't, um, they don't produce the movie off of the first draft. You know, it's understanding that you can take your time It's understanding that you will have to rewrite. It's understanding, you know, like if you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself that you have to get it right on the first draft, then you can really, you know, find your voice. You can find what you're wanting to say. 
Um, and I'm also like, I, I finished the book, which I never thought I'd be able to do. And so now I'm, I started transcribing my, my journals to start working on a memoir. So I'm like, you know, I think I have a goal of writing, um, maybe about five books in my lifetime. So. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. That's terrific. I just love this because you're, you're telling everyone who have these self-doubts, how you can get beyond it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's great information because you did use the law of attraction and you had used the understanding behind the law of attraction to actually fulfill what you wanted. Yeah, I, I had totally given up on writing a book and I gave up when I was a kid. It was like, I can't do this, you know? And it was just like this... Um, I, it was like a, a realization in my adulthood that um, I didn't think of myself as a quitter. Um, but it was kind of like when things got hard or difficult, I realized that when I was a child, I would quickly go find a book that taught me something. But I wouldn't be as quick to actually ask around to actually find the answers to something. Um, so when I got stuck on things like, oh, I'm writing a book and I'm stuck on chapter one, I just gave up and put it away. Um, instead of, you know, when I got older and I became an adult, I realized like, oh, if you don't know how to do something, ask questions or find out how to do it. Um, and it was like not the same with my screenwriting. With screenwriting, I was just so motivated to be able to do it that I learned what I needed to learn and I found answers to what I had questions for. But everything else was like, oh, I can't do that. I give up, you know? And it was just learning how to um, keep going because basically what I've learned from the law of attraction is that, um, you know, it's like they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if there's something that you want to do, um, you may not see a roadmap of how you can accomplish it, but you basically, the first thing you need to do is make a decision to do it. Mm. And then the universe starts to move people, circumstances, and events to help you accomplish your goal. Um, but, you know, when you don't know that that's how the universe works, then everything is a little bit more difficult. You're right on target. Wow. Wow. So you are now in the position that you are inspiring so many people around the world right now with your message that don't give up, just keep going. Right. Because, you know, it's like, um, I, I tell people all the time when I tell my story, I'm, you know, I'm 39 years old. So when I first started writing screenplays in 1991, the internet wasn't really like a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had to go to the library and check out a book about screenwriting. And my library had one book, one book about screenwriting. And, wow. and I've never, the book that they had wasn't one of the popular screenwriting books. It was an amazing book. I love it. I still have it and refer to it, but it, it's, I've never heard anybody else mention it ever. Um, and it was the only screenwriting book that my library had. And I checked it out so many times that they actually bought a second copy for the whole, um, <laughs> for the whole uh, <laughs> library system. Um, and so I had to really kind of like figure it out on my own. There was like, there's a plethora of information now. You can find webinars. You can find like the people who write the 
um, the books that are like the Bibles teach classes and they teach webinars that you can go sign up for like 40 bucks or a hundred bucks. That was not how it was when I was 10 years old. I had to try to like, you know, like mine my way through the dark to try to figure this out. And, and actually, because you did it the hard way, it now enables you to be a huge teacher to other people because you found and had to discover your own answers. I mean, that's very powerful. You, there's a reason why we have to go and do things the hard way sometimes we, so that we can make it easier for other people. But you have produced plays in the past. Yeah. I, tell me, um, tell I, me about I, that. I produced a stage play last year. Um, it was called Stuck. It was a two-person play. Um, I produced that with my production company, Third Person Omnistry Productions, for the DC Capital Fringe Festival. Wow. Um, and we got a really positive review um, for the play, four out of five stars for DC theater scene. Um, and it's funny because uh, we, we lost the star because when we initially um, signed up to participate in the festival, we, festival, we were going to do a different play. So the, the initial play was longer. And they had already printed up the programs and everything. And they had already given us the space that we needed. Um, so it, it seemed like the play that we performed was short. Um, so the reviewer was like, this says that it, it's supposed to be like this long. And it wasn't this long. So um, and there was a little bit of confusion there. So she took away a star. Otherwise, we would have. I'm pretty positive we would have gotten five stars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. um, We got a four star review on the DC theater scene. Um, And a couple years ago, I shot a a short film, which just had its premiere on shorts TV um, on June 27th. Um, It it premiered worldwide. um, And that short film is called NOS. And is a Nancy, oh, it's an octopus, S is in Sam. Um, NOS. Yep, the short film is what I did a few years ago, and the play was last year, and now I'm working on some other projects. Wow. So you kind of feel like uh, it's all coming together now. Right, right. Do you you think it's the impetus of writing the book that kind of brought everything together? I mean, because you fulfilled that. Um, I, well, actually I did the short film and the play before the book. Um, I had started taking notes for the book in 2018. Ah. Um, and then I put it away and, um, I produced the stage play last year and it wasn't on my calendar. I like to pick at the beginning of the year, all the projects I'm going to do for the whole year. So I'll be like, you know, I know I'm going to rewrite a script this year. I know I'm going to write a new screenplay this year. Um, I know I'm going to write a stage play this year. And the book was not on my list. But when the play was over, I was like, what do I do next? Do I write my next screenplay or do I finish this book that I started last year? And I was kind of like, you know, on the fence about it. And I'm just like, you know what? I already started the book. Just sit down and finish it or maybe it'll never get done. So. You did it. Yep. You did it. And again, I'm going to say it. There's so many people out there listening or or saying to themselves, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but I never sat down and put pen to paper. 
And that is the biggest mistake. You followed through with your dreams and you accomplished your goals. And yet there's so many people are afraid to do that. And one thing I want to um, point out about that whole thing too, is that when, you know, when my mentor said to me, why don't you write your own book? I was like, yeah, I should. And I was kind of like, you know, when I, I learned the law of attraction years ago, like the first time I learned the law of attraction was 2012. Um, and I had uh, worked in insurance sales maybe six months prior, like at the end of 2011. And I think it's interesting how when the universe wants you to know something, like you keep getting these hints or you keep getting prodded in that direction until you take heed. And I left my teaching job. I was a, a high school English teacher and I left my teaching job. And it was very strange because the only like job opportunities I seemed to get would be like insurance sales. Um, and so finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to look into this insurance thing. And it was like, you know, um, I signed up with a company and my, my upline, the person who basically trains me and, you know, like teaches me the ropes kept giving me this list of books to read. And like the number one book on the list was like think and grow rich. Ah. <laughs> and you know, my background, I come from a very organized religion. Let me just say. Um, and a lot of the religion involved reading um, the religious literature. And I had left, I had just left that religion like a year before. And I kind of was like very resistant to reading any of the books on his list. Um, because I'm like, you know, I'm not reading your, I'm, I didn't tell him this, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not reading any of your books. You're not going to brainwash me. Like, I, I was very resistant to reading anything on his list. Um, and I was like, uh, you know, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. Granted, I didn't sell insurance very long. So, you know, I, <laughs> I, I ended up, uh, I ended up getting another job, um, in academics. Um, I was a, a, a academic counselor for an online university and, you know, maybe six months after I left insurance sales, um, I decided that I was going to, um, you know, get my finances in order. So I called a company, um, about, you know, eliminating debt. It, it was a, the strangest thing. I called a company about eliminating debt. The guy I spoke to on the phone was so super friendly. We spent like an hour on the phone and he recommends a book to me. And of course the book is thinking grow rich. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, like this book keeps popping up. Like you're like, you know, I was like, I sold insurance a few months ago and that was like the number one book on the list. And now you're telling me to read thinking grow rich. He's like, yeah, you got to rethink and grow rich. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like it, the, the universe has told me twice. I usually need three times to, to see something before I listen. But, you know, something was like, okay, go to the library. I went to the library. I, I had a 45-minute commute to work each way at this point. So I went and checked out the CDs, the audio CDs of Think and Grow Rich. And um, I would listen to it in my car on the commute to and from work. And, like, the book changed my life. The book completely changed my life. I was finally reading something that told me that what I've been doing my whole life is going to pay off. 
I finally read a book that was like, because I was doing all the things they, they talked about in the book. I was doing all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? This is like cool because my dreams are going to happen. And I, you know, they kept talking about, um, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something they kept mentioning. I, I looked up Think and Grow Rich on Wikipedia. And I think Wikipedia said something about um, what the book is actually t- talking about is the law of attraction. Even though um, Napoleon Hill doesn't not mention. want mention of the law of attraction in the book, that's what he's talking about. So I Googled law of attraction and then what came up was the secret. So um, this, and like, this is 2012 at this point. So the secret had already been floating around the universe for six years. Yeah. Um, and I went back to the library, got it, or I, I think I bought the audio from Barnes and Noble. And um, I started listening to The Secret. And, like, if Think and Grow Rich changed my life, then The Secret kind of, like, made all the concepts concrete. Um, (laughs) I always recommend The Secret to anyone trying to initially learn the law of attraction because it's very basic. Um, It's very basic and it's very um, elementary and very, like, even when you read the book, it's very simple. Even if you're reading it in a foreign language, you can understand it. Um, And... uh, when I learned the secret, the whole three-step process of ask, receive, and believe, I always kind of intuitively felt like this is how a screenplay is structured, but that was it. Like, I just kind of had a little passing idea that, huh, that's kind of like how, because I think everything I think is like in terms of story, because I've been writing for so long. I've been writing screenplay since I was 10 years old. So everything in life is like, you know, life is like a television series. Um, and, you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Ask, believe, receive. Act one, act two, act three. But that was it. So when my mentor was like, you know, why don't you write your own screenwriting book? I kind of had an inkling of a thought of what I could write about, but I really didn't know. You know, I really didn't know. I really didn't have, like, a, a full-fledged idea. I just started taking notes. I just started doing research. And, like, what I initially came up with was so convoluted. Um, it was so much like buried into, I was, I was, I was doing too much. I was, um, trying to talk about Carl Jung and, um, you know, like the archetypes. I was, I was just kind of like all over the place. (laughs) I know Um, what you mean. I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. And then I started, um, studying, um, A Course in Miracles. And it was just like, things started to become clear. Like, I, I don't know really how the two are connected. But studying the Course of Miracles with a group of um, people once a week really started, um, really started like opening up what I wanted to say. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, yeah, the Course of Miracles, the Law of Attraction. It's all about empowering the person to believe in themselves, so that they can move forward in doing the things that they want to do. They are the creators of their lives. You are the perfect example of being the creator of your life. And and yes, it's all spiritual. It's all connected. But you are one powerful person that can achieve your dreams. And that's the biggest takeaway from your book and everything else is that you empowered yourself 
to be successful. You yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't want to say it like yeah, I'm bragging or tooting my own horn or anything like that. But I, you know, I look at my Facebook and I look at the Facebook memories every day, and it goes through all of my posts from that day for the past ten years since I got on Facebook. And you know, one thing that I had noticed recently was that maybe like five years ago, um, I was thinking about quitting and um, you know just moving on away from writing screenplays and theater and just all of that and trying to get like a regular job or whatever. Um, I was like thinking about quitting. And when I read that, you know, memory, I was like, wow, if I had quit, so many things would not have happened that just happened in the last three years. Like I wouldn't have made my short film. I wouldn't have produced my stage play. I wouldn't have written my book. Like none of that stuff was even like I was working on the short film, but I, you know, I needed the money to make the film. And I was kind of like, you know, um, I've been, you know, trying to do this for several years now. And I'm just like, I'm just going to quit. And, but something inside me never lets me quit. And so it was a good thing that I did not because so much stuff happened in just the past three years. And, um, I want to tell you, Jules. So I had posted on Facebook one day that I would love to write for script magazine and for law of attraction magazine. (laughs) And to right now that has been accomplished. I've written several articles for script magazine. I have the article this month in law of attraction magazine. And I'm just like, and it was, it was amazing because it was kind of like they came to me. It wasn't like I had to go knocking down doors and searching and, you know, doing all this, um, efforting as, as, um, you know, Esther and Abraham Hicks always called it like efforting. Um, like it, it was all very easy. Isn't that amazing? So (laughs) you are giving hope to so many people right now. Uh, I'm quite impressed with you. Quite impressed. Thank you, Jules. That, I mean, you are one powerful lady. So what, tell me, what does your future hold? Go ahead and state it so the whole world, because believe me, when I state something about the future for me on the radio, it comes fast. Okay, well, I'm going to just put it all out there then. So (laughs) I'm uh, producing a feature film called Love's Duty. Um, based off of a screenplay that I wrote. Um, and I'm producing a TV series called Numb, um, based off of uh, a script, the, a pilot script that my um, friend and I wrote. Um, and I am working on a new stage play. So, well, I wrote the stage play already. I'm working on producing it. So I'm producing um, three projects right now. Um, so I'm in the process of getting the money um, to start development where um, with most of these projects I'm working with investors. So um, there's a whole process when you work with an investor. You have to have um, like securities that you file and offerings that you make and all this lawyer stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like going through all of those things right now. And I'm actually acting in two of these projects. So I'm taking acting classes right now. Um, and that, you know, I never realized um, I'm studying with Tom Todorov which I'm, I manifested that this year too, like actually Jules, um, because I became aware of Tom Todorov and his 
his studio back in 2014. He came to Maryland. He, he, his conservatory is in New York City. And he came to Maryland um, and did like a, like a two-day intensive in Bethesda, Maryland that I attended. And I was like, oh, I love this guy's methods. I love the way he teaches. So I went to a few of the sessions in New York City um, in 2015. Um, and I live in Maryland in the Washington, D.C. area. So it wasn't completely practical to come to his class every week. Um, so I kept trying to figure out, like, how do I, you know, make my life work so that I can go to New York City every week and take his class on Wednesday nights? And, you know, nothing ever came up. Nothing ever, you know, seemed to work out. And now with the, the pandemic, he decided to put his, a class on Zoom. Ah. On <laughs> he, des- he decided to put a class on Zoom on Saturdays. It's totally affordable. It lasts from like 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturday. It's people in the class from all over the world. It's amazing. I'm like, so I'm like, oh my God, like I finally manifested my classes, you know, my acting classes, which not only will make me a better performer, but also a better director because I am directing the feature film and I'm directing the pilot episode of my TV series. Wow. Wow. You are terrific with manifesting. This is so cool. Wow. So, so give the audience a little bit of help. Do you have to believe in yourself first or believe in the project first? What is it? What is the steps involved? Oh my goodness. That's such an interesting question. Wow. Do you have to believe in yourself first or do you have to believe in the project? So I, it's so funny. I just, it's funny that you asked that because I had just read an article last night because there's a skill that I need to learn or I need to get better at, um, you know, for some work that I need to do. And I looked up, you know, an article about belief. Cause I'm like, I looked up, I was looking for an answer to my question. I had a theory that if you believe that you can do something, it makes it easier to accomplish it. And when I found the article, it was basically the same thing. Like if you believe it, you can achieve it. But if you don't believe that you're capable of achieving something, I think that's going to sabotage you. Even if you believe in a project, like if you believe, oh, I have this great story to get out to the world, or I have um, like a great idea to share with the world. If you don't believe that you can deliver that, that's going to, I think, affect you. I think that's going to sabotage what you're trying to do. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that because as much as you can love a project or an idea, it takes that inner belief in your abilities to accomplish that. Yeah. Like I, when I was trying to get people for my project, um, because a lot of things happened in 2012, I discovered the law of attraction, but a few months before I started, I discovered the law of attraction. I started my production company and, you know, my first project for my production company was this short film, the one that just premiered on shorts TV, um, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, when I, you know, you have to believe in yourself because I was reaching out to people through the film organization that I belong to. Um, people I'd never met in person. And I'm basically like reaching out to these people like, look, I have this project. Um, I see that you have this skill. 
you know, this is what my project's about. Are you interested in working on the project? And I, I got the best people from doing that. But if I didn't believe in myself and my skills, then that's going to come across. Um, it just comes across. People, people can like sniff out and tell confidence. Boy, I don't think true. you can really fake confidence. Right. Um, but you can learn how to acquire confidence, but you can't. I don't think you can fake it. You know how people say fake it till you make it? <laughs> I feel like confidence is not really something you can fake. Right. Yeah. You have to kind of develop into it. Yeah. And you have to believe in yourself. And and believing in yourself takes time. It takes effort. And it takes a lot of self-love, too, saying, <laughs> I'm going to do this. I know I can do it and getting to that place where you actually jump off the diving board into doing it. My coach, Tom, uh, my acting coach, he always says, um, Oh my God, community. Uh, it's like craft plus craft plus it's the C plus C equals confidence and career. Craft plus communication or something equals confidence and career. Ooh. So it's like you got to study the craft and you got to craft plus commitment. That's what it is. Craft plus commitment equals confidence and career. That makes sense. So if you study your craft and you become an expert at what you do, like Meryl Streep or Viola Davis in acting, you know, if you become really good at what you do, then, and, you know, it, you know, craft plus commitment, because you have to, it takes commitment to learn your craft, then that, that gives you confidence. Yeah. And if you have the confidence, then that will give you a career because you're going to take chances and you're going to go out there and put yourself out there. Right. Craft plus commitment equals confidence and career. Tom Tataroff says that all the time. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, when, um, I first started this show back in 2006, right before The Secret came out. I I did the show, and and I was so scared of being heard that my heart was in my throat, and it was like, I I can't do this. But I kept on plugging on every week for the last 14 years. And now it's like, it's so much a part of me that I would, what would I do if I didn't have it? What would right. I do if I did not have, it's, it's just a part of me. It's part of my identity. And it just, gosh, the things I learned, the things I'm learning from you today are, well, it's just phenomenal because people need to hear this. I need to hear it too. So I'm like, this is like my church, Love Attraction <laughs> Radio Network. I sit here and I'm listening to all these fantastic guests. And it's like, I learn from my powerful guests. And, and you are quite powerful. You let, me are- tell you, let me tell you a cool story. So, um, everybody always says with short films, like they always tell you a a couple things. Everybody in the industry will be like short films don't make money and short films, you know, like you can't do anything with them, but use them at a film festival. 
And I'm like, you know, why? That doesn't make sense. Like, why can't, why can't I distribute my shorts or whatever? And so I, I, you know, when I was making the film, I looked up all this information about distributing the short and, and getting that done, doing a business plan and everything like that. And I really wasn't finding any information. Right. So I'm not finding information. So I kind of give up on it. I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll just make it and put it in some festivals. So like a year after we finished um, the film and it had played at a festival, um, you know, it, out of the blue, a sales and acquisitions company contacts me. And just like this producer out of the blue on Monday sends me an email, the sales and acquisitions company contacts me and they're like, um, Hey, you know, like, are you, you know, like we're interested in you. And I'm just like, you know, okay, this is like going back to the manifestation of distributing, distributing my short film. And so I didn't really question it too much. Cause I kind of felt like, you know, this, I put it out there, I put out the intention and the universe is following up on the intention that I put out there. And long story short, a year later, almost exactly a year later, um, the, the VP of sales reaches out to me and he's like, Hey, you know, like I have a deal on the table for your short. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and it was so crazy because it was all the COVID-19 stuff started happening. Oh, the pandemic yeah. was like shutting everything down. So it was like no guarantee that, you know, they were going to be able to close the deal. Um, and they were able to, and my short film, and this, uh, this comes from something, you know, somebody said to me, they were like, your film is going to help millions of people around the world. And at that moment, that person was thinking much larger than I was. But when she put that idea, because my, my, my film is about mental health, and my psychiatrist says to me, your film is going to help people all over the world, millions of people all over the world. And I hadn't really been thinking that big about it. And so when the sales and acquisitions company comes and they reach out to me, they become a partner with me. Oh. And they make that happen. And, you know, my my film premiered on Shorts TV. And Shorts TV, when I looked it up online, has like, they they broadcast into 100 million homes around the world. Wow. And so I was like, oh my goodness, intentions are so powerful. So intentions are powerful. But looking back... Can you see how the universe, how God, how the spiritual aspect was like helping you to realize and fulfill your steps? I mean, that's what, that's what I look at. I'm going, oh my goodness, this has been spiritually led. And really, it, it had nothing to do with me. It's what I was supposed to be doing to fulfill my purpose. Is that what it felt like to you? I feel like I've been through a lot with that because I, I grew up in a religion, um, you know, where my purpose was given to me. You know, I grew up a, I grew up a Jehovah's witness. Ah, um, okay. And you know, my purpose was supposed to be to go out and knock on people's doors and, you know, tell them about the Bible. And I just, you know, after a while, about 18, 19, 20, 21 years of that, I kind of started feeling like, I don't feel like that's my purpose. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm supposed to um, write screenplays and I'm supposed to make movies. And um, Neil Donald Walsh says yeah. it the best in The Secret, where he says, there's not really something you're supposed to be doing. Whatever it is you decide that you want to do, that's what you're supposed to be doing. 
And I was telling a friend of mine, because he said that he felt like God had a bigger purpose for him. And I was just like, you know, God wants for you whatever you want for yourself. You know, but wouldn't you agree that God is actually out there helping you to achieve? I mean, floating things right before your eyes so that you can see. I mean, it happens to me all the time. Yes, I believe um, that we have a whole spiritual team at the top of the pitch. The team is God, you know, like the head of everything. And then we have spirit guides who are here. You know, we can't see them but they are working really, really hard to kind of always help us accomplish our purpose, why we came here. Because, you know, I feel like, you know, before I came here, I had a purpose that I gave myself, you know, and God is always like, cool. Like, if that's what you want to do, I'm going to support you. I don't, I don't look at it as like, God is like, we have free will to the utmost degree. So I don't feel like God was like, this is what I want you to do when you go to earth. I feel like he was like, oh, so you're about to take a trip to Earth? I'm like, yep, and this is what I want to accomplish when I'm there. He's like, cool, I got you. And, you know, my spirit guides are the same. They're like, okay, so this is like the game plan. This is what you want to do. And this is how, like, how can we help you do what you want to do? And before I kind of discovered all of this, you know, once I realized that my spirit guides were there every step of the way, I communicate with them. And I talk to them and I'll say, hey, guys, like, I really want to do this. Is there a way you can help me, you know? Um, so, wow, wow, (laughs) you put it so perfectly. That is exactly what we need to hear. You are one powerful teacher and, and I have a feeling that your scripts, your screenwriting, your books are helping so many people to realize their dreams and realize that the power that they have, that's so important right now where we are kind of unsure of the future. We don't know what the future holds, you know? Right. And uh, one of the things I've always done when I was working day jobs and working jobs that had nothing to do with my dreams, I will always notice people around me, um, coworkers and friends and everything. And I will always encourage them to go after their dream. So even if, you know, I wasn't producing films at that time or nobody was reading my screenplays, I was still trying to help people to see, like, if this is what's in your heart to do, you have to go after it, you know? Wow. Wow. So are you, are you thinking that you will be holding seminars so that you can teach people this? (laughs) I know you probably want me to say yes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think people want you to say yes i i know you want me to say yes but i i like i said i taught high school english for three years and like i'm really focused on just doing my own writing right now and i feel like my book is a way to help people um well you know yeah like i i wrote the book and i'm like I really was thinking about doing speeches and seminars and everything, but then I had to look deep within and I just was like, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to give speeches and, you know, I want to just write my stories and find producers and screenwriters to, you know, join with me in my mission to kind of help raise the collective consciousness with my screenplays and my stage plays and my books and my, you know, my, my uh, TV series. 
Like that's what I want to focus my time on. Um, if speaking comes along somewhere along that journey, then so be it. But like right now that I don't really feel called to do that. Like I don't really yeah. feel like I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I know what you, I know what you mean, but Hey, you're still young and your, <laughs> your future is going to go and everything is possible. So that's true. I mean, you know, I, I wrote two speeches at the beginning of the year. You did like, I, I actually have a speech ready to go for my book. <laughs> so, Wonderful. you know, I have a speech ready to go. So if the opportunity came up, I, I don't think I'd turn it down. Okay. So if the opportunity came up, I don't think I'd turn it down. Um, but I'm also not going to sit and like go through a list and pitch you know, pitch it to people. Like, you know, like if it comes to me and it's effortless, then hey, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that that's nice to have something come to you effortlessly. And it happens more than we realize. It happens to me a lot. <laughs> it happens to me a lot. It's, it's like I, I did a podcast interview a couple months ago and I told people, um, because when I was making my film, one of the things that I needed was fiscal sponsorship in order to get a grant to make the film. And um, I was kind of applying here and there for fiscal sponsorship and I was applying for smaller grants. Um, and in the process of applying for a smaller grant, a woman, you know, called me um, and it was a phone number I did not recognize, but I picked up the phone anyway. And she was like, Hey, you know, you applied for a grant with my organization and I just wanted to call you per personally to tell you that you did not get the grant. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, okay. You know, well, thank you for calling me personally to let me know that. And she said, no, but I want to offer you fiscal sponsorship because I think you're a great writer. So there we go. My fiscal sponsorship found me. Wow. Great story. That kind of thing happens to me all the time. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? So you're, you're, you are giving hope to everybody out there to... Follow your dreams of what you want. But again, you have to believe in yourself in order to accomplish that. And let the universe put things in your face because the universe is paying attention and will put things right there for you to grab a hold of and go with. And part of believing is taking that action. And, you know, if you know that you want to write a book, then, you know, your first step might be to read a book on, on grammar or your first step might be to take a class about fiction writing. You know, like as long as you're always like I like to say, if there's something I want to do, then I need to do something for that towards that once a day, like every day, at least I need to do one thing towards that goal. Yeah. Um, because that shows that you believe like the universe helps you a lot quicker, I think, when it sees that you also believe and you're taking action. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story. This is a great show. Um, so inspiring. And I absolutely wish you the best because I, know, I can feel that you have got a phenomenal future ahead of you. Oh, thank you. It's going to go big. <laughs> and I love it. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Jules, for having me on the show. It's been an honor. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.